Hi, this is uh, Jim Tremaine from DJ Times Magazine, and I am speaking with Laurent Cohen. Um, Laurent, you're in uh, of Mixware, and uh, you're in California. Where exactly are you? Correct. We are in Los Angeles. Okay. In Los Angeles, California. Where in LA? In the Valley, okay. right near uh, Burbank in a little town called Sun Valley, ah. uh, which is part of greater Los Angeles. But yeah, we're, uh, we're right there in the middle of it. Cool. Well, um, I know Mixware is a company that has, I believe it's 11 brands at this point. Is that right? Um, hard to keep track. It's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Something like that. Yeah. It's a lot. So um, before we get into all the different types of brands and the brands that are more DJ specific, what's you guys are a distributor really uh for uh, yep. other manufacturers for the most part so what is your day-to-day -day like what wh how has um this crisis impacted mixware well um first we are part of the uh you know la city stay-at-home order um so we are a non-essential business so we've basically been forced to shut down however uh i'm still pretty much going to the office every day. Uh, I'm the only one going to the office every day, which means I'm spending most of my time in the warehouse shipping packages. <laughs> That's wow. been kind of my, my day to day for the last uh, 30 or so days. Uh, you know, because everybody's staying at home, we've got everybody working remotely. Um, and we, you know, we, uh, we need to make sure we're abiding by, by this. And I don't want to ask people to come in and, uh, you know, uh, in, in spite of the order. So uh, I've been pretty much coming in here and trying to um, get all the uh, orders out that need to go out. Uh, right. um, you know, a good number of dealers are closed, a good number are still oper operating. So, um, you know, there's still, there's still things happening. And it seems like people while staying at home are actually uh, ordering a lot of musical type products. Uh, it seems to be yeah. one of the categories that's been actually going up. Yeah, interestingly, uh, we've been doing a lot of interviews with uh, DJ producers out there in, a, in an online series called Life in Lockdown. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of streaming gear going out yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you guys make a, a lot of accessories for a lot of different types of uh, musicians, we DJs do. and yeah. traditional musicians yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so maybe there's not nearly as much schlepping uh, going on right now, but at the same time, right. this is this is going to end, and people are buying new equipment online. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And we're, we've seen the trends shifting. You know, from uh, you know, I mean, we sell all types of different products, from magma cases to deck saver covers to uh, the phase wireless right. system. Um, you know, and we've we've seen kind of a shift uh, where products for live sound and travel and things like that are obviously uh, kind of going down. But at the same time, uh, products that are used at home, products that are used for either hobbies or streaming or maybe podcasting or whatnot, these are kind of on an upward trend. Yes, yeah, studio related like, uh, products, saver covers, right. laptop stands. Um, Phase has been doing great this month. Um, so yeah, people are staying home, they're practicing, they're uh, learning new instruments or learning new skills and, uh, and, and sharing them via live broadcast. Let's get into a couple of uh, the very DJ specific products that you guys distribute. I mean, Phase has really been quite a phenomenon since it came out uh, on and, the market yeah. a couple of years ago. And for people who don't know, it's, uh, it's really an interface for DVS and now uh, this year, at some point, I guess you're going. It's going to be working native with Serato, correct? When, correct. when do you anticipate yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
that to be available to the public? It's slated for summertime launch. Um, and uh, uh, MWM, the company that uh, developed Phase, is working closely with Serato as we speak um, on, on this integration. Um, it's going to be in the form of a Serato update as well as a phased firmware update. So all existing users will have access by just updating Serato and updating their phased firmware um, and, and off they'll go. Um, and the great thing is that uh, Serato is going to interact natively, like you said, over USB. Currently, it's, it phase just sends an audio signal. So it's connected to your mixer via RCAs and, it, and Serato is reading that you know, audio signal as time code. Uh, so there is no real integration. It's just a, a DBS, basically wireless DBS. It, it's the same time code that would be on your DBS records. Right. And it's once they push that, yeah, once they push that integration through, instead of connecting audio, you're just going to connect USB and the two are going to just talk directly. And that's really going to open the door, not only for tighter um, integration, tighter uh, reading of the time code, but it's going to open it up to a whole new, you know, uh, feature sets, you know, the possibilities are just endless, you know, from color coding the hot cues on phase to, you know, many different things. Yeah, it, streams, it streamlines the process dramatically, which is uh, something uh, scratch dogs are going to love uh, going Absolutely. forward. So talking a little bit more about uh, a couple of the accessory uh, type companies that uh, you distribute, things like um, Magma, DeckSaver mm -hmm. in particular, I'm always sort of fascinated uh, with the accessory companies, how quickly they have to have product ready for the actual hardware when it comes out. Very oh, yeah. quickly, what is that process? Um, do, are the accessory companies um, in contact with the pioneers and the native instruments and the oh, yeah. new marks? Yeah, and, yeah, okay. So could you explain that process a little bit? So it, it, it's really different. DeckSaver is a different process from anything else out there. Um, DeckSaver specifically needs to have the product in hand uh, to make, you know, DeckSaver is a pre precision molded, it, it, right. it's exact trim, it fits the unit precisely, right? In a case, you can have millimeters tolerance how the unit fits inside a case, but as far as how the cover fits on, it's got to be perfect, right? Um, so DeckSaver needs the product in hand. So, you know, if they can get a, a pre-production sample and get things going ahead of time, they'll do that. And they are in constant contact with all the different hardware manufacturers. There's times where they can't get their hands on a pre-production sample. So once something's actually ready off the production line, they'll make a cover. The process is, is fairly quick for them. I mean, they can have a cover out and, you know, within 30 to 45 days, you know, right. from the time they get the unit in the house. Um, for a case, you know, it's a lot easier. For a case or a bag, you really just need the outside dimension of the product. You don't really need to have the product in hand. Um, so if you're in contact with the, with the factories, you could realistically have a case out at the same time, um, right. you know, that, as the product comes out. That doesn't always happen. You know, a lot of times manufacturers are pretty secretive about, you know, we know. Coming out, <laughs> even, even yeah. to case companies, you know, so mm. as soon as we find out about it, you know, we, we get on it, whether it's before the release or after the release. So how, how do the case companies and DeckSaver determine uh, how many units to actually make? Do they essentially look at the potential sales of a particular piece of hardware? Do, how, how much does the actual brand determine yeah. how many you're going to make? Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we get a pretty good um, feeling from looking at the reaction online, seeing what users are saying mm -hmm. on social media and whatnot. 
um, and talking with the manufacturers. Um, and and uh, of course, you also look at all the different distributors around the world and what they think they're going to need and you kind of build your, your forecast from there. Um, the great thing about DeckSaver is it's pretty much made to order. They make it in-house in the UK. Um, they're, you know, they have all the, the machines to mold plastic and, and everything. And, uh, they can pretty much turn things around pretty quickly. So um, they don't necessarily keep large amounts of stock in-house. They just roll these off the line and ship them out. So um, when it comes to deck saver, that's not really an issue. And, you know, when it comes to magma, I mean, I think we have a pretty good idea of how hot a controller right. is going to be when it comes out or how hot a, a turntable or, or a mixer is going to be. So, right. you know, we've been uh, we've been doing this for a little a little bit of time now you know you've been yeah. doing it for more than a minute and in fact um, yeah. the the cohen family it's it's a real family yeah. affair in uh, the pro audio and dj and lighting industry i mean you know giving away my age a little bit i, I go way back uh with right. the cohen's in fact uh i've been with dj time since 1990 and at that time your father gerard ran a company called yeah. trackerman which was a importer um imported uh martin lighting principally yeah. and yeah. um Got to know your father, who is is quite a character, and I still see him at the shows. And um, yeah. your your brother Henry also worked for Trackman and and uh, Mackie. And now apparently uh, the Cohen brothers are back together again. Is that we right? are? Yeah, since uh, a couple months now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he ended his tenure at Mackie and uh, moved over, and then is now uh, you know helping to grow the uh, the mixware sales team and uh, and sales force in general. Uh, so I, you know, I've always been more on the, you know, product side and he's always been more on the sell side. So it's, it's really complimentary and, and really worked out well. So what have you learned over the years? I know that, um, your father was a real, real American success story. I know he came over sure. uh, from France. He told yeah. me, uh, many years ago about, uh, how he basically, I'm not going to say he came from nothing, but he, he's a real hard, he's a real hard charging salesman and somebody uh, who kind of wouldn't take no for an answer, which is really yeah, what yeah, a yeah. salesperson needs yeah. to do. Yeah, and he absolutely. Also, he, he's also somebody who would inspire confidence in the product itself. What did you learn from your father and your brother through all of this? Wow. Um, you know, just stick with it. Perseverance, like you said, don't take no for an answer. Um, and really uh, be innovative. You know, be innovative. Come up with new solutions. Uh, find ways around the problem or the challenge, uh, and, and it's all about how you respond to, to those things. Um, but yeah, perseverance most of all. I, I also know that you are a genuine fan of the music. I know uh, many years ago when you, yep. when you were younger, you were going to a lot of the events in LA. Uh, you knew Absolutely. the DJs. Um, that's one of the keys for a lot of companies that make these products. I mean, you know, some of the end users might be surprised that a lot of the makers and the manufacturers and even the R&D people are not necessarily connected to the culture of DJing, but you are and you always have been. Um, how does that help you in your day to day? Oh, it, it absolutely helps to be in touch with the product and, and the market. You know, I, I, uh, I started out, uh, you know, when I was a kid growing up, this, this was not for me, right? This whole business thing was not for me. I wanted to just play music. Um, I was playing guitar in bands all throughout high school and college, uh, started DJing after that. Uh, but I was working for my dad during the day after school or at different times. And uh, I started out by doing deliveries. Um, 
And uh, funny story, I went to uh, deliver some product to one of my uh, one of our customers at the time. I must have been, you know, 17 or 18. And, uh, and he asked me, so, you know, what do you want to do uh, in, in life, in your career? I said, well, I play music. That's what I'd like to do. And he said, I'll tell you what, this whole industry is all full of musicians who never made it. Just take a shortcut and go work for right. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody has the experience of walking into yeah. a music shop and, um, you know, trying to buy something and being encountered by an embittered drummer, you know. Yeah, uh, right. Right. So yeah. not to pick not to pick on the drummers. There's enough jokes on drummers <laughs> out there and DJs for that matter. But you've seen the, the DJ um, market evolve dramatically. Oh um, yeah. You know, from from the turntable days and CD days to you know now now it's controllers and uh, and you yeah, can so you can I, make a I record. Was, I was limit. actually uh, the product manager for Final Scratch at the time. Oh boy! You know, when Stanton came out with Final yeah. Scratch, right? So that was the first uh, digital vinyl system. Um, yes, and uh, and precursor uh, to Serato. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, and yeah, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately for Final Scratch, sometimes the old maxim, it's not who does it first, it's who does it second. Right. Is, yeah, uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah, you're right. I know, and I, I remember very well, I, I remember uh, having the conversation um, with, I guess it was Stanton at the time? Yeah, Stanton, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's another interesting story. I remember going to a Christmas party here in New York City and seeing John Aquaviva playing, and I walked yeah. up to the booth and I was like, what are you doing? What is that? Yeah. What yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah, How yeah, are yeah. you doing that? And he just laughed and he said, you'll, you'll hear very soon. And uh, uh, yeah, it's funny when, uh, when Final Scratch first came out, you know, um, I was one of the few people as the product manager that actually had one and we were uh, based in Miami at the time. Mm -hmm. And um, all of a sudden I started getting a whole bunch of more uh, DJ gigs because I was that kid with the laptop and everybody wanted to see what that was about, you know? Um, this was before it was commercially released. We were just kind of beta testing it. Yeah. Um, and everybody was just kind of like, what are you doing in a DJ booth with a laptop? You know, yeah, I mean, we've, saw, we've seen it go from, from turntables to CDJs to laptops, the controllers. And now it's just, yeah, it's just a whole nother, whole nother world. Yeah. Digital music was very much the wild west back then. And, uh, yeah, there, yeah. there was a lot, a lot of crazy things going on. So to wrap, wrap this up and, um, uh, thanks again for doing this. Um, what, what have you learned from this uh, period of uh, isolation and distance? Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's still, you know, more unknowns than knowns, right, mm -hmm. at this point. But, you know, the way I see it is, is it's accelerating a trend that was already in the process, uh, meaning from, you know, retail to e-commerce, um, and I think that, you know, once people get used to doing things a certain way, um, you know, it's going to kind of stay, right? So um, not to say that there's never going to be live events or, I mean, I think people are itching right. to go back to some of those things, but some of the things we're doing now, the broadcasting, a lot of DJs are getting up on Twitch, yeah. um, Facebook Live and all these, all these things I think are going to stick around. I think as people learn that craft, I think they're going to continue using it. Um, so the trends that we're seeing now, I think, are going to stick around for a while. So, you know, here we're looking at, uh, you know, not only, yes, we're a distributor, but we also have a couple of in-house brands. So we're looking at what direction to take these brands, what future products, what Mix our ours, should MMW. look like. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, have, we have Headliner, which is mm -hmm. our newest, uh, newest in-house audio brand, and we have Color Key, which is our lighting brand. Right. 
Um, so we're looking at those two and, and, you know, kind of looking at the roadmap and, and rethinking the direction a little bit to adapt to, you know, right. the current needs of the market. But at the end of the day, DJs are still going to want to um, put their hands on products, especially hardware. So, you know, events are going to happen. Um, you know, NAM's not going away. DJ Expo is yeah. not going away. We may, we may end up moving it back a couple of months. We'll, we're sort of in the process of uh, exploring those types of uh, options right now. But uh, yeah, we're very much looking forward uh, to the day when people can put their uh, hands on products and checking out products. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, Laurent, thank you very much for doing this. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, hopefully it. We, we will see you at the next DJ Expo. Sounds good. We'll be there. All right. Take care.